Welcome to Fireside Conversations. I'm Deb Bollinger. I'd like to take you on a journey from fire to refinement through conversations and teachings. These conversations will give you practical steps and encouragement to remove the obstacles between you and your freedom in Christ. Today, my friend Rebecca is joining me. So pull up a chair as she shares her journey with us today. Hi, Rebecca. I appreciate you being here with me today. Would you please share with us a little bit about yourself? And then after that, just share about a refining time in your life. Yes. Hello, Deb. And thank you so much for having me on here. have loved these podcasts so far and your guests that you've had on. Man, it's just been such great content and really, really good spiritual application. So it's an honor for sure. But uh, yeah, my husband and I, we own a farm in Northeast Oklahoma and uh, we're kind of new to the farming world, but we are loving having some space and being out in the country and raising our three kids out there. We've got a seven, a five and a two year old. So we stay pretty busy and don't, (laughs) yeah, don't get a whole lot of sleep, but you know, we can always sleep later. I tell myself that anyway. Um, And so my husband farms full time. I have an also a uh, at home business and, uh, you know, lead worship at our local church and homeschool our kids. So it's busy, but it is such a blessing. And, you know, you asked about a refining fire a refining time in my life. So I started out my adult life thinking, gosh, I am totally going to go to college and find the man of my dreams Mm -hmm. and, you know, what people like to refer to as their MRS degree at college. I got mine. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people do and some people don't. And I was kind of in the don't category. So I found myself single for the first nearly 36 years of my life. And um, I would say that that was a big refining time in my life. So when did you first realize you were in the fire? Like you'd you'd realized that it was coming on, you felt the heat, but when you were really in it, what was going on then? After college, I immediately started um, coaching basketball and teaching. It's what I got my degree in and loved that. And so the first, I would say four years you know, until about 26, 28 years old, I, um, I was really, really happy with what I was doing and, um, happy with where God had me in life. And then, you know, the friends started getting married and I started being in a ton of weddings and I started, then those friends that got married started having babies. And so I, I got to be the fun auntie, um, (laughs) so to speak, but, On the inside, I was wanting what they had and I didn't have it. And so that's, I would say that was when I realized, okay, Lord, you're up to something here and I don't really like it, but it's the journey you have me on. And so we're going to walk it out together. So during that time, what um, do you think was your biggest challenge on that journey as you were walking it out? There's a verse in the Bible in Psalms 37, verse four, that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so I found myself in my twenties really desiring marriage. And I was trying my hardest (laughs) to delight myself in the Lord and be satisfied in him. But I was also very dissatisfied with where he had me in life. And so honestly, I became 
pretty bitter. I became bitter at friends who were kind of moving on with their life. And I felt like my life really hadn't moved on. Um, you know, and there's things about singleness that are really great. You know, the, the footloose and fancy free way of life, the, um, you know, lack of having to check in with anybody and, and all of those things that come with relationship and marriage. I wasn't having to do that. I didn't have kids so I could travel. I could go see friends. I could go do, you know, the, the things that weren't tying me down. But at the same time, I truly did have the desire to be a wife and to be a mom. And I really felt like it was a God given desire. Like I felt like God truly gave me that, um, desire deep in my heart, but yet it just simply wasn't happening. And I was unwilling to just get into relationship after relationship just for the sake of, you know, doing it and trying to find a husband. So it, it, it really was a challenging time. And, um, I learned a whole, whole bunch, a whole, whole bunch. So what did the enemy want you so desperately to believe? Definitely the enemy wanted me to believe that I was not of value and that I was kind of worthless. You know, I mean, he would play those mind games that you're not worth. Um, you're, you know, you're unlovable. You're not worth being loved. And, um, you know, look at everybody else. You know, he, he, I know now looking back, he tried to get my focus off of the Lord and onto what everyone else was doing. And, um, you know, all the kids and all the, the things that come with marriage, good or bad. Um, you know, he, he tried really, really hard to get my focus off of the Lord. And, um, you know, I think the, the turning point for me was somewhere in my thirties, I got serious about just my relationship with the Lord and seeking him. And that made the enemy so angry. Mm -hmm. I can remember. (laughs) And it was like, okay, now I feel like I'm getting somewhere because those lies and that self-doubt was no longer, um, really, truly a part of, of who I was. And I learned to squelch it, um, and learn to recognize, you know, where that came from and that it was from the enemy and that the Lord did love me and that the Lord does value me. And he always has, and he always will. And that I am worth something and I am worth being loved. And so I'm thankful that, um, God gives us the victory over that stinking enemy. Right. So what do you know now that you wish you knew then? I wish I knew that marriage is definitely not the end all be all to mm-hmm. ending your problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that. And and one of the great things about being single for as long as I was single was truly getting to walk with other friends through hard seasons and learning through their mistakes and learning through their struggles, um, both of marriage and parenting. You know, I was able to just kind of sit back and watch a lot of relationships and, you know, obviously pray for friends, but also, you know, have those thoughts of Lord, please don't let me do that in a relationship Mm -hmm. or please don't uh, let us, if I am supposed to be married and one day get married and we have kids, please don't let us do that. And so I got to see a lot of right things in relationships, but I also got to see a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. things that I didn't desire. And so it was a great 
kind of weeding out problem or a time period in my life. I really believe that marriage is absolutely not the end all and be all to problems because the Bible says that um, when we face trouble, right? It's not if, but it's when. And so in all seasons, there are difficulties. Um, For instance, my husband and I, when we did meet, and by the way, we uh, did find each other about 10 years ago and um, got married nine years ago, a little over nine years ago now. Uh, And it's been a blessing, but it has absolutely been, you know, an up and and down um, struggle and just like all marriages are. And so we walked into it um, wanting to start a family right away. You know, there we were in our late thirties and um, definitely desire to be parents. And so about three months into our marriage, uh, find out I'm pregnant. And then about six weeks later, we ended up being pregnant with twins and we lost both of them. And so that kind of sent us on a, you know, downward spiral of just questioning the Lord and his timing and um, what we felt like was in our hearts, you know, which was was to be parents. And then about a year later, we found ourselves in the same predict- predicament with another miscarriage. And so those were hard seasons for sure. And I think I kind of, you know, walked into marriage with a little bit of a fairy tale um in mind as far as, man, I love this man and, you know, he's wonderful and and things are great. And thank you, Lord, for this provision that I've waited so long for. And now we're just going to stroll right into the next phase, which, you know, for us, we hoped to be parenting. Um, So that was difficult. And um, I know that there are many of you hearing this that have walked that journey. And I just want you to know that you're seen and you're heard and you loved. And, um, if you, you know, man, I just, I just encourage you to accept the love of the father, um, that he has for you, even in those hard moments, um, in this season. And then we found ourselves also during that time struggling with, um, my mom's own health and her struggles there, And then uh, just about four years ago, um, she passed away. And so, you know, it's it's just one of those things where um, life is constantly um, throwing you mountains where you're you're great. You know, you're feeling great. You're on top of the world and so much to be thankful for. And then it's also throwing you those valleys that are very difficult to walk through. And without the the savior, man, I don't know how people walk through them. Um, but I do, I definitely want single people to know that marriage is not um, the end of the struggle. It is truly just another part of the journey. Right. So what do you think most people misunderstand about the refining process when they go through it? I think people, they want to hurry through it. Uh, you know, we live in a fast paced world. We live in a a uh, drive up to the drive through window and get what you want, order something online and get it in two days kind of world. And that's, you know, where we find ourselves today in 2021. And so we kind of want the same thing with the refining fire of, okay, Lord, I realize I'm in it now, get me through it. And if we could do it today, that'd be great. 
And for me, you know, it was from age 22, graduating from college all the way to 36, almost 36, about a month shy of 36. And so it was a 14 year journey of of really struggle and a lot of good things too. And like I said, I know um, that the Lord was so near even during that time and um, just as he's near today. But I think people want to hurry through it and um, and maybe not learn the lesson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah just it's it's kind of a, a check, a check the box mentality. And mm-hmm. I think the refining fire is not a check the box um, thing. It is, it is definitely a process, uh, you know, from start to finish. And then knowing that there's going to be another refining fire coming, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to be, you know, the next process. Why do you think it's so hard for most people to be transparent? I think because a couple things, number one, pride. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want people to, um, see the struggle and, you know, with social media being what it is now and everybody's on spotlight, so to speak. And so we always want to put our best foot forward uh, Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what spotlight we're going to show. And so I think, I think that's a big one. And, you know, just lowering our guard and, and learning to trust people that that was a hard one for me, um, was a trust was the trust factor, you know, and, and, and then ultimately trusting God, you know, that he, he sees it all anyway, you know, there's no hidden, there's nothing hidden from him. And so, um, to be transparent with other people, man, there's freedom in that. And there is just, um, a community of, of people that need to hear what you have to say. And I think the enemy does a great job, unfortunately, of squelching us and mm-hmm. making us live um, by the surface when we don't have any business doing that. Right. What advice would you give to someone that may be walking a path similar to your own? It's a great question. And I know there are a lot of people walking a similar path where they find themselves being single and not necessarily liking it or wanting it, but yet that's where they are. So I think there's three things that I would say. Number one, get into a Bible believing church and get involved. Sink your roots down deep there. Um, it's so important. And I, I, I know the church at large doesn't do a great job with single people. Um, you know, a lot of the things that we have are geared towards marriages and families. And so that was a difficult thing. And I, I, you know, when I was single 10 years ago, and I know it's a difficult thing still for single people today, but at the same time, I do believe that the church is for you and the church is where you need to be. You need to hang out with those people. You need to build relationships with those people and you need to get involved. You need to serve. There were multiple mission trips, foreign mission trips that I was able to take while I was single again, because I had the freedom. Um, I had, you know, the, the time in my schedule as summer's kind of, kind of off being a, being a coach and, and teacher. And so those were, those are still some very memorable times for me and, um, just get involved and and plug in and just make sure that your church, uh, is preaching the word of God because in today's world, whoo, it is needed. Mm -hmm. I think the second thing I would say is don't settle. 
even if other people and you're watching them settle, um, don't settle. And, and, you know, one thing that I will say kind of back to number one, but it also goes with number two is, you know, a lot of people, uh, single people are looking for hookups, right. And they're looking, they're going to bars, they're going to places that, um, are not going to help you meet the person that, uh, you want to be with, but yet single people do it. And I would just encourage you don't settle, don't settle for those types of places and don't settle for those types of relationships because it leaves you feeling empty and, you know, like, why did I just do that? Um, and so even if you watch other people who are doing that and it appears to be fun, oh my gosh, don't settle and and don't mm -hmm. do it even if other people are. The third thing that I would say is, and this is a hard one, I, I didn't always master this one, but try not to compare your journey with other people. Uh, your journey is special, it's unique, and it's one of a kind, just like you as a person are, because you are made in the image of God. And so that makes you special and unique and one of a kind. So don't compare your journey. Don't compare how long you've been married or single or whatever with other people. It's okay. Um, you are awesome just the way you are. And if the Lord were to bring someone into your life, um, it, it would be a blessing. But if not, you're still amazing just the way you are. What was the catalyst that positioned you to walk out of the fire? Well, in my 20s, like I said before, I had developed some bitterness. You know, I really let that bitterness take root in my life um, towards God, towards some friends um, you know, who it appeared they had moved on and, you know, there I was still, still single, living the single life. But I would say somewhere in my thirties, and I really can't pinpoint the exact time, but I know the Lord had a hand on it. I got freedom when I realized that my life was so blessed and filled with so many blessings, just the way it was single and, um, you know, able to, to go and do things and, and be involved in many people's lives. And so with those blessings, I realized that if I found someone that was special to me and was for me, that he was going to have to be the one that was going to add to my life, the goodness and the blessings that were already there and not take away from it. And so that really gave me freedom to just live life and really stop looking, you know, stop looking at people's ring finger to see, <laughs> yeah. are they available? Are they mm -hmm. not? Um, and just to get my eyes off of that and to, to live the, the life that God designed for me to live. And yes, that was the, that was the freeing moment. Um, I would say in this refining fire. Where are you in your relationship with Christ now and what motivates you to get up in the morning? Well, what motivates me to get up in the morning are usually my three kids because <laughs> yeah. they are usually uh, up before me. <laughs> no, they're a blessing. And um, I would say what motivates me in the morning, honestly, is just uh, to try to be the best wife and the best mom and the best business owner I can be that day and um, to let the Lord um speak through me and all that I do. And I certainly don't have it down and I certainly, uh, stumble and make mistakes, but 
um, it's just an honor to, you know, to serve in our local church and to um, just try to be a blessing to other people each and every day. Right. So what is your favorite Bible verse and why does it speak to you? Well, my favorite verse is also my life verse and it's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Mm -hmm. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's a good one. Yes, it is. And I've, I've had that verse as my life verse for lots of years. Um, because let's face it, there's a lot of times when we don't understand what God's up to. Right. And that verse kind of reminds us that, Hey, you're not always going to understand. Mm -hmm. You're not always even going to agree, you know, because we think we know what's best. You don't have to be in control. <laughs> yes. Oh my word. Yes. So you know, trusting in the Lord, even when it doesn't make sense, it doesn't add up. And, you know, one of my favorite lines to a, to a current praise and worship song is even when I can't see it, mm -hmm. you're working, even when I can't feel it, you're working. Uh, you never stop working. And I truly believe that. And with that comes the trust factor, you know, that we're trusting that even when we don't see it or understand um, the Lord is at work and gosh, does he ever work way better than we do? Right. Well, Beck, thank you so much for coming and just sharing your heart with us today. I appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me, Deb. You bet. Thank you for listening today. For more information, check out upcoming fireside conversations and more information on my guests by clicking on my website at debbollinger.com. Be sure to join me fireside next week as we dive into more of the refining process and how others' lives change as a result of their walk through the refining fires.